dolphins ready. Prepare to die. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I still don't understand what you're doing, Mr. I'm trying dry Right, let's sort the buyers from the spires, the needy from the greedy, and those who trust me from the ones who don't. Pretty Jinx. Hello, pretty. What would you little maniacs like to do first? Lay her down and smack on the ankle. I ain't that good. Fuck off. What? What? Happy trails, Hans. Damn you! God damn you all to hell! Do you want to introduce it, Ben? (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, okay. Go on, then. All right. And welcome to the film club. Uh, film club? So again, balls Yeah. Well, there you go. That's why I don't post the fucking thing, man. Um, okay, well, welcome again. Sorry, bollocks. Um, uh, this is my 100th episode, guys. <laughs> Congratulations. You literally yeah. just made it to 100 before we end next before, week. Before my brain imploded so, with an embolism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Ben's 100th uh, podcast, but we're on 309. So you've been here a third of the time. That's pretty good. It's not bad, is I think. It? Yeah, Sean, you've made it. Sean, you by well next week you will have made it to seventy. Fuck my life! How did that? Ha- how did? <laughs> how does Ben have only thirty more than me when I joined so late? I know. Uh, Chris, Chris Droney is ending on hundred and six, mm. and then I, I will be here for you know well, three hundred and ten by the time we get to the end of it. But yeah, but it's also um, next week we'll uh, we'll also have seen my actual birthday, and then two days after that will be Ben's birthday, and then about a week oh. after that I believe is your birthday, Sean. Mm-hmm. Mm. So May is upon us next week. Yeah. So, we'll, but we'll mention that some other time. Sure. Or it's, it's all about quality over quantity, mate. It, Absolutely, it, it is Ben. You're right, and 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 I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest. It was hearing you and Stephen talking about Star Trek and Superman that made me agree to be involved in the podcast. So, ah, well, that you, was brilliant. You, you can pat yeah. yourself on the back for that, the pair of you. I will. I'll give my brilliant. I will. Here we are. So basically, this episode is called The End, uh, What We Missed. But what we missed specifically this week, we're going to be talking about the directors and the franchises and the other miscellaneous shows that we uh, didn't get around to doing. So it's going to be a general chat, you know, each of us mentioning stuff that we wish we'd covered. And then next week, we're going to talk about the film club uh, editions that we never got around to doing. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get started then. So, Ben, you uh, mentioned that you wanted to... Uh, well, <laughs> mentioned something uh, that that you wanted to cover that we never got around to. What was it? Yeah, well, I I was thinking about it earlier when you know, and uh, it sort of occurred to me that it would, be, would have been nice to uh, try and do a sort of special series on some of the great 
special effects guys out there. The John Dykstra's, the Carlo Rambaldi's, Rob Botines, Stan Winston's, Tom Savini's, oh, Rick, ba- Rick Baker. You know. Botine. Yeah, <laughs> man. So, I mean, you know, yeah. obviously we, we, these guys' names have come up a lot when we've you know, been talking about the various films that they've um, done the effects for and stuff. But um, yeah. I mean, we might not have mentioned some of them as much, but, you know, even people like Ray Harryhausen and whatever, you know. So mm. I was kind of thinking uh, that would have been a nice thing to try and formulate into a into a show, you know. Oh, Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. a nice uh, a, a nice themed uh, episode we could have got, uh, done. I mean, you, I mean, you could go to town on that sort of thing and make it and easily make that more than a one-parter as well. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, again, you're not just talking about modern guys. I mean, you've mentioned people like Harry Harryhausen who go way back. Yeah. Um, and if you wanted to, you could go all the way back to the original, like, King Kong and shit like that and... Mm. Just really, really, really go to town. Yeah, no, that would have been a good idea. Why the fuck didn't you mention it before? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling that this, this podcast is going to be full of stuff like that. It'll be like, hey, yes, I'd like to have done this. And you go, yeah, we should have fucking right, done that. I, yeah. I, I, I will parry you with one that I did not ever want to do, and I never mentioned it, but I'm going to mention it now to see if any of you guys go, oh, yeah, I would have liked that. And that's the Studio Ghibli movies. Because uh, yeah, yeah. I fucking hate them. I am uh, not a fan. Uh, yeah, probably not. no. I probably would have. I, I'd have sooner done a more focused more on um, on sort of anime and manga or something like that. You know, stuff. You know, because mm. we we sort of dabbled with that with doing, you know, um, uh, um, Akira and things like that, didn't we? And uh, yeah, as a film club. Yeah, yeah, so we, it would have been nicer maybe um, I, I'd have done that did, than, than Studio Ghibli. Yeah, you know, I literally did Ghost in the Shell and Akira in one show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just we left did, it at that. In terms of, like, a, on a broader scope, we didn't really ever cover animation as a whole, did we? I think you, back in the day, you, um, Stephen, did some... Um, oh, I did a really uh, botched Pixar Disney two-parter. Yeah, uh, and a, a Pixar one-parter, yeah. and they were both a bit nah. I mean, I did Pixar with Lauren, and we rushed through it in, like, 50 minutes, so it wasn't all mm. that good. Mm. And the, the Disney one was full of... Just horrific sound. Everyone's microphones were completely different. Uh, mine was way too loud, and I had uh, uh, two girls with me doing that, and it wasn't very good. Uh, but we did it two- as a two-parter, but it, it wasn't certainly wasn't one of the best, and I just cringed thinking about it. But it's still up there if everyone wants to go well, hunt well, it out. Well, to, to second you, I mean, you started that off by saying, you know, the one thing mm. I didn't want to do is, you know, and obviously the, like the, the, the big one, the good one is Spirited Away. You know, that's the one that you want to talk about because, you know, Oscar and everything, and it was a good film. Yeah. But, Fair enough. Um, I, can, I, can, I can trump you, I think, with, yeah. um, <laughs> with that by saying the one thing I didn't really ever want to do but kind of also did uh, is talk about Tromaville. but but not 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 do a filmography like we've done with spielberg and the others but literally just talk about how how shit drama films really are and how the hell they ever got made yeah i would have had to have done some research because i've only literally seen a couple of them but yeah i I mean i see i i yeah i don't know man because I, I, i i don't I actually, I mean, I like some of those movies, and I, but I really couldn't tell you why. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. I, I mean, yeah, a lot of people get their start in that. In, I mean, James Gunn wrote Tromeo and Juliet, yeah. um, and he's now doing you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So, you know, people will start all the way down there. Joe Lynch as well directed, uh, did a lot of Tromeo movie work. Oh, yeah, it's so that. weird. You know, a couple yeah. of years ago when, when um, Toxic Avenger came out on Blu-ray with a big sort of package and, 
and <laughs> uh, and the extras and all that. And you know, I was like excited. I went, I bought it. You know, <laughs> got it. I was like, I put it on. And I was like. Yeah, it's it, you know it is shit. <laughs> but, and on on, on the on the fancy Blu-ray, does it still have the awkward cut during the sex scene where the music stops and then restarts again? Oh, I can't remember the the, the <laughs> bit I remember the, the bit I remember the most about it was the was the bloody um the the, the bit where the kid gets run over. Um, oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and then and then just it just reminded me of all the time you know all the times I used to watch it on video back in the day and 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 just sort of for the for the sort of you know the slight flash of boob that you might get somewhere you oh know? Yeah, yeah and you think why don't I just watch some porn if that's what you want why don't just watch porn you know, I, don't, I don't know why I'm watching this you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. the thing I always enjoyed about trauma were the the trailers before the film started because yeah. you know you know when you got like um, Tarantino doing uh, the grindhouse thing with uh, Rodriguez and they kind mm. of mocked that form of, of sort of, well it not really they mocked like yeah seventies splatter film yeah. trailers yeah. but yeah. but yeah. the the trauma trailers were were serious were they kind of serious at the time they sort of have a, like an airplane like quality to them but yeah I, re- <laughs> I remember like monster in the closet yeah <laughs> oh, <God>. yeah. <laughs> oh there's a nice segue spoof movies I had the idea of doing. Uh, when we were talking about doing one film and then talking about other films related to it, I thought, oh, we've got to do Airplane, but then talk about the Airplane, the Naked Gun, and the Top Secret, and then Hot Shots movies. Nothing else, though. Yeah. Anything after that, you know, is not allowed. Yeah. Um, that might have been a good one. Well, I, I'm talk- yeah. I, I, I assume you're talking about, like, scary movie and epic movie and stuff like that. Cause that's oh, all- yeah, fuck all no, that. But that- <laughs> no, screw those ones. No, but they're the same, that's the same people behind I know, those, but... Yeah. The, well, but well, like, at, well oh. technically, yes and no. I mean, the, the, the Zucker brothers came in to do Scary Movies 3 and 4. It was the Wayans brothers that did 1 and 2. Um, and it's different people that do like epic movie and, and all those ones that are basically just doing, you know, uh, rip off of films, basically, you know, just making fun of films by recreating scenes. Mm. That's just lazy ass shit. That's but that- I also think a lot of the stuff in the 90s that Leslie Nielsen did post um, Naked Gun when he was doing, you know, the spy spy movie and then God knows uh, the, the, the Mel Brooks Dracula one, you know, they mm. were all pretty awful as well. Mm. But there, you know, there's definitely a podcast in there, like a, a good discussion. Because even when mm. you were saying about James Gunn and how he got his start in uh, in Tromaville, it kind of yeah. reminds me of um, uh, the the name escapes me right now. But you know where um, James Cameron came from when he was a, a designer, like or an animator or something. Oh, Corman, yeah, Roger Corman, yeah. Roger Corman yeah. films, yeah, which, which were fucking the terrible. Stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's and it's the same film. kind of deal, that. isn't it? I, you know? Man, I can watch that any time of day. <laughs> But I, it's, it was Black Star for me. I think that was the one that sort of like made me go, "Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> this is fun," you know. Piranha Two, Flying Killers. <laughs> Never seen it to this day. <laughs> does, it, does anyone remember Saturday the Fourteenth? No. no. <laughs> like New World Pictures uh, spoof. You're talking of spoofs. It was, you know, it was. God, it's fucking. You know, I, I just it's like early eighties. Shut. I mean, it's just yeah, you know, horror comedy. <laughs> Saturday the fourteenth. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, I got a serious one that uh, Ben and I did actually plan for a long time and never got round to. Mm-hmm. Um, and we and we talked about doing various formats, and that was Martin Scorsese. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. The, the format yeah. that we were originally going to do, which I, I wish we had done, was because I hadn't seen any of the old stuff. Mm. You know, literally, we're talking Goodfellas onwards. I had seen, and Ben said he was kind of the other way around. He'd seen mm. all the old stuff, but not necessarily all the new stuff. Yeah. So we were going to do uh, either a two part or a quick one part, where we basically go for the entire filmography. Ben tries to sell me the old stuff to watch, and I tried to sell him the, the new stuff to watch. Um, but we never got around <laughs> to it. But I, but I did my research, and I did actually watch about four or five of the old ones. Um, and they had well varying effect on me. I, I was not a fan of Taxi Driver or Raging Bull, but I did like The King of Comedy. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, it, it was an odd. It was I'm weird, a fan of Raging Raging Bull. Either, I have to say, I, I, mm. it's it's so revered, and I don't I don't really get it. Yeah, but, it, yeah. But it was nice to sort of realise. Oh, so that's where that you fucking my wife comes from. <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah. It's nice when you go back to an old film that you've never seen and you hear like a saying and you go, oh, fuck, yeah. That's yeah. Where, I remember you moaning, Stephen, like, on, on Facebook about a year ago mm. about the, hey, I'm walking here. You know, that, oh, God, that yeah. line that's in every film. Yeah. No, that, I, think, I think it might have even been me who moaned about that as well. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. It, everything, every animated thing that my kids get me to go and see, it's like if anyone's crossing the road, they, they, make, mm. that, they make that one. You know, well, well Star Hulk, Wars did it as well, didn't, didn't they? It? Where I have a bad feeling about this, and that's in fucking every cartoon as well. Yeah. Doesn't Marty McFly Jr. say that in the fucking Batch of the Future 2? He does, yep, that's right. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know the long-running thing about you and the Wilhelm scream? You know, oh, uh, do we have to mention that before we no, go no, out? We do have to mention it because <laughs> oh, on, because then. I'm walking here winds me up as much as that scream winds you up, seemingly. Oh dear! <laughs> and, uh, so I think we oh, dear, found oh, like a stalemate here. So you can now wind me up about that forever, even though this is like the last podcast, pretty much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that cruel. I wouldn't do that. But from Scorsese, I mean, in the end, what we did was we uh, we basically just forced people to go right. What are the best Scorsese movies out there? Let's gold star something. God damn it! And we ended up gold starring the two gangster movies, uh, Goodfellas yeah. and Casino. <clears throat> I mean, I, I think I'm Which with you on, on, on Scorsese, Stephen. I'm, I'm the same. I've only really ever seen the, the later ones. I've seen Raging mm. Bull but, and Taxi Driver, but um, but yeah. Have you, caught, have you caught up on any of them uh, yet, Ben? Uh, yeah, a few. Yeah, just, movies and stuff, anything you like I mean, or don't? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I was always, I was up, I was always up past... Uh, it was a bit, uh, just a bit patchy after Goodfellas, you know, so, mm. but, um, yeah, I mean, it was one of those ones where I just could, couldn't get the bloody, I mean, even with you, you sent me all the, your bloody Blu-rays, I had them for ages and I still couldn't get around to fucking watching them all. And, still uh, probably got some of them and all. I don't think, I don't <laughs> think so, but anyway, yeah, so it was just, <laughs> yeah. fucking hell, one of those things is like, bloody hell, it's just never going to happen. Uh, and that reminds me of another thing that that we were mm. we, we tried um, to kind of formulate an idea around, and and it, and it didn't happen. And there was a, a, uh-huh. several different approaches, and that was Star Trek: uh, Next Generation or TV shows in general. Mm. Yeah, we were gonna. And I, I, I was, I, I mean, but I flew through the rewatches way too quickly, mm. and then by the time you were getting close to being ready, I'd lost interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was really keen to do the DS Nine ones. Yeah, yeah, and I, I made it to season four and then just gave up. And then you were like, oh, no, that's when it gets good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so yeah, there, there you go. TV or abandoned TV episodes and all. To be, to be well, fair, though, it's, it's hard to do TV shows when we do so many films as mm. well. Like we all, you know, we've we, we obviously watch a lot of TV programs and stuff like mm. that. But organising these pods and stuff like as a three way and, and is is pretty difficult. <clears throat> But, yeah, um, it's quite the quite the endeavour, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, TV shows I would like to have covered with people like mm. Game of Thrones and stuff like that. But Joni and I did a season six response oh. uh, last year, which was pretty good. Yeah. I was quite happy doing that. Did a nice little music montage of all the music from that season in the opening. I was really pleased with. Oh, yeah, it's a pity um, that you didn't do a boob montage. A what yeah. montage? Yeah, a boob, boob montage. Oh, boob montage. Yeah. I thought was that going to work on audio boing? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, boobs that actually Just go boing. All right, so the Adrian Barbo sound effect coming back, yeah. coming back in again. <laughs> all right, so one one of the things that I would have been interested in in yes. having a look at in in on paper because the actual reality and the work involved is quite hard. But uh, me and you, Stephen, we did. Um, Battle Royale, I believe. So yes. I would, I would have liked to have done some of the um, the sort of resurgence Japanese horror thriller films, like Audition and stuff like that. Um, Itchy right. the and Killer. Then... Go on, Ben. Sorry. Itchy the Killer. Itchy the Killer is oh, another one which super. I love. Yes, yeah. that um, would have been a lot of hard work because I haven't seen any of them. It, it would have been. Much. It would have been somewhere. It's worth. It, you know, mm. it's worth noting those sort of mid mid nineties to early two thousands uh, before Hollywood grabbed hold of it um <laughs> you know there were some really interesting and fucking violent films that came out of japan at that time and mm. t- to sort of and expand France. on that you know you, there were some korean films as well and and yep. some taiwanese films i think you had um the host springs to mind that was a korean oh, film. yeah that was an interesting yeah. movie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a classic kind of monster sort of flick um yeah yeah, yeah. yeah quite enjoyable and of course, the other one is Old Boy, which got remade right. by Hollywood. Uh, where, yeah. What country was that? Indonesia or Thai, uh, Thailand? That's Park Chan Wook, isn't it? In... Did that? Yeah, but the the actors and where it was filmed. I'm showing some severe ignorance here right now, but um, I think it was Thailand. I think. But um, I've not seen the the Hollywood remake. I won't watch it. You know, do you, do you know what I, I I watched it and and the South the, Korea the thing the thing with with it is that um you know it, the only thing that saves it is the fact that Josh Brolin is watch very watchable all, pretty much all the time he he's he's good and I quite mm. liked it I, I didn't you know I it's not a patch on the original no way but mm. it, I don't think it was as bad as people sort of. You know, I, I think it would be, be a terrible thing for you to watch it. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I, I thought it was okay. Cause it was Spike yeah. Lee that remade it, wasn't it? Um, Which was the interesting sort well, of directorial decision. Yeah, that, I was like, wow. I didn't know yeah. that either, no. Because, but again, Spike Lee's an interesting one we could have covered. You know, again, yeah. I've I've yeah. seen like two of his films. I've seen Mo Better Blues and Half of Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing much beyond that. No. Yeah, but no, but again, but again, it's it, it would have been one that I would have done my research on and 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 sort of going in full throttle. Yeah, let's do that sort of shit. But then again, it's fun the time to to do all that. Um, no, sorry. which is why it was my mistake. I hold my hand up. I, I meant Spike Jones. Like I I got Spike stuck in my head. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the bit yes. being John yeah. Malkovich guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spike be, Jones, uh, Spike Lee. And, you know yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, totally. They're the same. They got the same yeah. fucking first That's right. stage name yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. His would he would have been easy to cover because he's made like four movies, if that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then again, he's he's acted as well because he was in Three Kings, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. A film that technically should have been called Four Kings because there was four of them um, doing this uh, heist because uh, Spike Jones, Spike Jones, yes, <laughs> Spike got me double checking, was the uh, w- was with them at all. So yeah. Anyway, so would either uh, of you find gentlemen would have been up for doing a David Lynch one? Uh, I would have yes. been up for it, but I would have been the sort of naysayer um, uh, among the group. Yeah, but um, Stephen, I don't think I, you I would have been, been alone, it. mate. I don't think you would have been alone on that mm. because um mm. i get i get some some joy out of one or two of uh, lynch's films especially lost highway i think yeah lost highway is the only one i like i think um amazing soundtrack as well oh no no some of his earlier ones are, are really good as well uh, the elephant man that he did was was very good um uh, yeah to be fair that was well and, done uh, probably the ben will be able to help made. me out with this one Ben, there was one he did <coughs> in the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, fuck me, I've forgotten the name. Blue, Blue Velvet, Heart. Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart. Blue Velvet. <laughs> mm, no, I'm, Blue Velvet's another classic as well. No, I'm, I might be thinking of Wild at Heart. Straight Story. <laughs> I think Straight Story. I think it might be that one. I, it's the old guy that goes on the road trip on his tractor, or <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I would have been tentatively interested in doing it, but again, it's one of those things where to, to do... It justice. It takes a mm. lot of uh, a lot of rewatch and a lot of discussion. But then again, also, I mean, how much of David Lynch do you really think is just a load of fucking bollocks versus actually really good? Ninety five percent. You see, I I can't. There are times in my life where I would have gone, no, Stephen, no, it's deep and meaningful. And right now, I'm like, no, you're right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I've been to a conference where David Lynch was talking. And the conference was about um, transcendental meditation, transcendental meditation, mm-hmm. um, and it was actually hosted by a, uh, a a hippie musician called Donovan, who you know <laughs> from back know, in the day. I know Donovan, yeah. yeah. And 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 it was at um, I think it was at UCL in London, the university, or it might have been at LSE, and mm-hmm. everyone who went to this um, auditorium was blatantly there because um lynch was a guest speaker and even though it was about meditation everyone when it was q a time everyone asked him about his films and stuff like that and during the course of that talk he pretty much admitted to the fact that you know he comes up with a handful of stories and he likes elements of all of them so he just slaps them all together like that um uh, and 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 doesn't really give a second thought about it uh, so whilst yeah, there's an unsettling nature to his cinematography and and, and his narrative ideas and stuff like that, I don't think mm. there's much thought behind it. You see, I, I I I will counter that statement by by sort of just drawing our collective attention to you know how Bowie used to write songs in the seventies, and I mean you know it was very much he was all about the kind of you know coming up with a, a phrase or a line and then ch- chopping it to bits and sticking it back together again and see what happens, you know. And, and I mean, I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean. But, but I mean, I mean not, uh, yeah. I'm not the greatest David Lynch fan. I have to say, I mean, I think if we had done the, the, the thing, I think we'd all be going, you know, I may, I may have more movies in that filmography that I like than you guys, but I certainly wouldn't be kind of 
protesting you know every single one that you guys hated and go no it's great you know but i thought it might be an interesting guy to to try and tackle though for certainly you know yeah no definitely yeah for sure, for sure, um, and, and and it's one where but where I actually have seen, I think all except maybe one of the films. So you know, I could have, you know, uh, sort of gone through the rewatches of those pretty quickly. You know, the harder mm. ones to do is when you've got films you haven't seen at all, yeah. which is what I mean. I, I thought, yeah, let's go back in time and do stuff. But but you guys, I mean, I I was gonna try and do awesome wells at one point but i mm-hmm. doubt that he, either of you have seen many of his directorial films even though there's only a dozen or so um stanley kubrick might have had better luck with but yeah, again I, many, though, I, so. yeah. I haven't seen the early half of his filmography i've seen sort of spartacus onwards mm-hmm. um so i don't know if you know we already got around to that but then there's directors like akira kurosawa and like jean cocteau and i haven't seen any of their stuff mm. so they would have been near on impossible to get around to um because that's half the, half our trouble is basically especially with, with you two guys being as busy as you are getting the time in to actually see stuff mm. um <laughs> and it's one thing to have the time to do it but you've also got to be motivated as well you know yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that Sean was like, "Yep, I was up at three o'clock in the movie, three o'clock in the fucking morning, putting this film on that you recommended, Stephen, and I had to get through it in three goes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, just just to kind of sort of add to that, I think one of the problems is <clears throat> when we come up <clears throat> with a, a director we want to talk about. Um, it's, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's often because, you know, there's, there's one or two or three films that that guy's done or uh, that, that is, that I love so much. And then, and so I want to talk about those films and then the reality is, oh shit, I've got to watch his other fucking films as well. And some of them are fucking (laughs) terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes it's it's quite a long filmography in some of them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think this, where, where we're sort of strong on that, I think is, is, it's mm-hmm. when it's Stephen that hasn't seen a lot of the movies because you tend to have a bit more time to to yeah. kind of pack them in. You you can catch up quickly, whereas I think oh, we, yeah. we we can't you know so so yeah. much. But I mean, you know, I I, I <laughs> was thinking about when you um you know when we were just sort of listing a few directors um, earlier. I, I was thinking of I started kind of going obviously with David Lynch. I mentioned I, I started thinking about Sergio Leone. In in that we mm. we did the dollars trilogy, but there's obviously sort of you yeah. know, half a dozen or so films around you know of, of that. That's right. Um, mm. In addition, I, and I even for some reason I started thinking about Francois Truffaut, and I was like, "Fucking hell, why did I even think? <laughs> why did I even think of him?" And so there's probably only like, <laughs> like two or three of his films that I've even seen. But I'm like, you know, yeah. But I just suddenly thought, oh yeah, it'd be nice to talk about that. But and that's yeah, but, kind of like what you what you were yeah. saying, because uh, 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 mm. there's a film that you really like John, that he's yeah, done. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's loads of them. I mean, when when Stephen first said, you know, we should do a pod about to to wrap it all up about um, stuff we missed. Mm. I mean, it's like you know uh, Jean Pierre Jeunet, which is like another classic one. You know, he's he's done mm. some terrific films, but you know, some of my favourite films, but. I'm I'm just I've just pulled up his filmography right now just to have a look and I, you know there's loads I haven't seen and there's you mm. know out of that list that I haven't seen there's some I don't even want to see you know judging a book by its cover. Yeah. <laughs> well, the on the second half of last year I basically threw in the towel on a list that I'd had waiting for years to go and uh, the the couple that really sort of bugged me that I wish I had done with one or both of you purely because I wanted you to see certain films that you hadn't seen and at the top of that list is Brian. Palmer oh, because yeah. I really I wanted to do that one 
there is some real fucking magic in his early uh, filmography in the 70s going right up to the 80s that just really just fucking hits the nail on the head. And then into the 80s, you know, you, you suddenly realize that he's done more films than you remember and you have seen a lot of them yeah. and they are still good. Yeah. Um, Casualties of War and um, uh, the Untouchables and mm-hmm. the First Mission Impossible, etc., etc. Raising um, Cain. Raising well, he's Cain. Cain. Yeah. He's one of those um, directors where, where when you look at his list, you go, "Oh shit, he did that." You know, he's, he, you absolutely. Know, yeah, it's it's like um, it's like songs. You know, sometimes you hear a like the um, uh, the Kinks do that. Like you hear a song, like and it's a song you've heard all your life from the sixties. Yeah. You go, "Oh shit, that was the Kinks." You know, when you find yeah. out because yeah. I, I just pulled his film <laughs> filmography that, up as that, well. And I, dude, that actually happened to me with Stevie Wonder. You know, I, I, when, yeah. when, I, when I was younger, I knew Stevie Wonder about all his sort of post Motown, well, not post Motown, but you know, his sort of seventies onwards or you know uh, stuff. And I, and I, and I didn't realize that all this kind of like proper Motown, you know, everything is all right, you know. Right? I was like, oh, that's Stevie Wonder as well. I was like, I didn't even know. Mm. I was like, I just thought that was just Motown, you know, generic Motown. I don't know yeah. what that was. But yeah, same same deal. Yeah, no, but, the Palmers, are one, uh, yeah, when we talked about that, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. And uh, yeah. Obviously, but unfortunately, he did Mission to Mars. He did. He did. And I did give that a one star when I did my solo <laughs> podcast. But I, I uh, th- did, uh, there were so many five star ratings for me in that. Yeah, Almost man. as many as Ben gave fucking Gilliam. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I think Ben was just about to say that actually he quite likes Mission to Mars. No, I didn't like Mission to Mars. No, 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 no. Um, no, I was just going to say that I actually I did, I watched Scarface recently, just last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I not watched that for a while. Good. Just stuck it on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, still good. Still good. I think, remaking um, it with a female. <laughs> all right, so I think I think the elephant in the room that we need to get out of the way right now is Cronenberg. Oh, oh Cronenberg. I, I, was, I was I was going to leave that to the end, but yeah, <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so me and Ben. You know, in fact, in fact, this was my inception into the 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 podcast that at the uh, at the at the at the site. I believe I posted a comment on uh, a video that you guys had done. And I th- it was probably the Star Trek one that I mentioned at the beginning. Um, and I said, you know, when are you guys going to do Cronenberg? And Ben's exact response was, what a marvellous idea. Mm-hmm. And I think, Steve, I can't remember your exact words, Stephen, but it was along the lines of, fuck that, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately just thinking, I probably said, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I started doing pods with you guys, and it was good. And and it was always up in the air, wasn't it? It was always like, yeah, we should. Me and Ben should do yeah. Cronenberg because we yeah. obviously have a have a bit yeah. of love for the give, for the guys' films. Yeah. Give uh, Stephen a break. Three <laughs> to four years later, are we no, I think we're like three years later, and we haven't uh-huh. quite managed to do it. Um, in during that time, I bought every Cronenberg film on on <laughs> DVD. From Amazon, I only, you know, I didn't spend a lot of money. I spent, like, you know, less than a pound, uh, most cases. Um, I made some duplicates for Ben to send them to him, and they broke his PS3. <laughs> they broke my PS3, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, I felt quite guilty about that, but even though I don't think it's entirely to blame, because um, I didn't realise he was watching DVDs on a fucking game console. Um, <laughs> and then I sent Ben about a year ago. I sent Ben sort of the first batch mid mid 70s to early 80s uh the the actual dvds about a year ago 
and yeah. we're here we are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> here we and, are. And, and a, a couple of uh, like, things like video drama and a few like that have come out on decent Blu-ray yeah. uh, stuff since. Mm. Arrow and stuff like bought. that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're putting them out and I'm like, yeah, bought that, bought that, yeah. And uh, still, we haven't done it yet. And, and when that Blu-ray release came out, Stephen... You know, I, I love you for this, Stephen. He's like, oh, Arrow are doing a uh, Arrow are doing a, a video drone release. I'm going to make sure you get the written review for, review for that because I know you love the film so much. And uh-huh. I got it, and it's great. And I watch it all the fucking time, man. Even though it's like a white label <laughs> disc, you know. Um, I yeah. am kind of gutted that they didn't send us a special edition with his really early films on a bonus disc. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> nah. Well. Um, well, well. In that case, how about I fly through the names of all of these movies, and you guys throw out your rating for each one, and any comments you want to make quickly. Jesus. Oh. And in Ben's case, possibly not seen. I, I can't help thinking that maybe we should cling to the fact that we might still do. Yeah, it. no. We, yes, I think we should do that, exactly do that, and I think that might be that might be the oh, motivation for Sh- well, Sean and I. I won't fucking be here. No, for Sean and I to do uh, to finally do <clears> it and. Uh, you know, get it out there. Hey, I'll tell you what, if you guys finally do it, post once before I've finished and I've left here in a couple of weeks, which is happening, then I will be only too happy to post it for you. <laughs> I still think that the, the but form... But I would just say to the people that would be listening, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the format of which we've done... Um, I offered fil- you closure. Uh, directors' <laughs> filmographies in the past. I don't think mm-hmm. it, I don't think it works that well. I don't think like a two-hour-long podcast where we go into epic detail um, about films is is an enjoyable watch. You know, if we ever got feedback for our podcast, maybe we would know. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't think when you've got a director like Cronenberg or Spielberg, which we did, um, who who have uh, films spanning forty years. Um, I really don't think that you need to dedicate 20 minutes discussion to each film. Uh, and I think that in the in this year and the end of last year, when we've started, you know, me and you, Stephen, did Tim Burton really quickly just to sort of, just to do it. Um, I kind of think that that's better because it makes you think on your feet a little bit quicker during talking about it, you know, you just sort of do the beats. And the the, the truth about Cronenberg is it, it ties into what I was saying earlier about, you know, you pick a director because you really like, handful of his films and it's the same with Cronenberg he did some phenomenal films from like 1980 to to sort of early 90s um and then he, 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 <laughs> ah, he fuck you the brood <laughs> yeah yeah, well, right. he did a, he, he 79 did a, <laughs> no, no, yeah yeah I mean let's save that for the discussion but you know like the uh he, he picked it up again later on as well but but fundamentally, you want to do a big, long talk about scanners and Videodrome and stuff like that. And you kind of want to gloss over stuff, you know, at the same time as well. See, so I'd that. be the opposite, because I've heard a million people talk about Videodrome, but I have not heard a million people talk about Dead Ringers or M. Butterfly. That's because Dead Ringers is not very good. <laughs> well, well, I'd, see, I'd I, like I, to hear I, I, why. I, yes, we see, this is why we should do the fucking podcast, man, because I quite like Dead Ringers. And, uh, you know, do you yeah. like Dead Ringers because of the performance of um, Villain from Die Hard 3? <laughs> Jeremy Irons. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. <laughs> well, you see... Jeremy Irons isn't isn't villain from Die Hard Three for me because I've still not bothered to watch Die Hard Three. Um, Die Hard's all about Die Hard fucking one for me. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, so Jeremy Irons, yeah, no, I really, I, I just, I, I really dug his performance in that, and 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 the the subtlety between the two guys and and Genevieve uh, Thingamajig, um, 
Janvier You know, I just I thought I thought it was uh yeah, it's it's it, you know, it's disturbingly yeah, it's Cronenberg, man. So uh, so Ben Ben just basically confirmed it. Spoiler alert, the best thing about Dead Ringers is Jeremy Irons' performance. <laughs> Ben is just giving me the idea of if I ever if Ben ever had the time to come to London for like an for a day, mm-hmm. um, I would go. Oh, come on, man, sit down, grab some fucking beer at mine, and we'll watch the first Die Hard trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah. But then you have to watch <laughs> Die Hard Two. You have to watch Die Hard Bloody no, Two. Die Hard Two's uh, absolutely fucking fine, um, and the third one is very good. So I think with like Mr. Bowman, myself, and maybe Sean around, if he's in the right mood, then that might be fun. Yeah. Could be <laughs> anyway, fun. right. Anyway, well, I won't ask you on. any more questions about Cronenberg uh, because you're clearly going to st- talk about it. I will say I've only seen eleven of them, and the one that I like the most is A History of Violence. <clears throat> so there. A good film. Very good film. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good choice. Uh, Steven Soderbergh was one that I wanted to uh, get round to, um, but again, it was seeing. Uh, I mean, his first film, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, I've not seen in ages. But then there's about three or four, four films after that that he did before he did Out of Sight with George Clooney that um, I haven't seen, um, with the exception of Kafka. But there's a few sort of like oddities in there that um, you know are quite hard to find. So I thought that one might have been a bit of a pain in the ass to get around to doing with uh, <coughs> someone else as well. Do you guys like him at all? Um, yeah, a few. It's, again, it'd be for me. It would be it would be a case of having to catch up with all the ones that I'd not seen. Mm. Definitely not f- yeah. someone I've followed. I mean, being a uh, very much like a '90s kind of kid, um, you know, I, I'm not that familiar with a, a lot of his stuff. I didn't yeah. enjoy his remake of of Solaris. I've got to say. Um, oh, I did. I did like that a lot. So I think I think for me, it, like Traffic is 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 a pretty decent film. But um, I haven't kept up with him. I did watch Haywire. I think that was the the most recent one. Oh um, yeah. And I think I only watched that because because um, of the the MMA uh, lady Gina who, Carano. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, who can't act but does her own stunts, which is great. You know. She's fine in that. Yeah, yeah she's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that at the flicks. That's the last one I saw. Uh, mm. No, no, she's she is fine for that for that story. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. It's basically kind of John Wick, isn't it? You know. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't oh, know. and Bill Paxton played her dad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, we yeah. Well, I nearly said we need oh, to they, mention him, uh, they, but you oh, just they, did. Yeah, there you go. We should have done a we should yeah. have done a Bill Paxton, you know, uh, uh, honorary sort of filmography type thing. Well, fucking what? Uh, hey, I mean, I, I wrote a little piece on my uh, uh, Facebook about how I got into being a Bill Paxton fan, and it's a large part about what why I was a, a film fan in the first place. Where you'd see a guy in a film that you liked a lot, mm-hmm. and then you start noticing him in all the small little roles. And Paxton in the mm. mid to late 80s was pretty much the guy on the team that got killed off yeah <laughs> um you know there's a good half a dozen plus films where that happened but i would like going back watching old tv movies like impulse with uh uh tim matheson um which is basically a, a, like the uh, romero's the crazies people would just get poisoned by the water and go nuts mm-hmm. um he had a little role in that where again he got killed off and then obviously you see things like weird science and then the little cameos mm. in commando and terminator and yeah so for him he was one of the uh, one of the the first sort of that guy that I recognise and oh I hope he makes it big one day and and mm. then suddenly he he did one false move which 
man that is high on my list still for a film club um and then he was getting roles in things like uh, tombstone again getting killed off but then he would actually get the leads in things like uh, twister yeah so you know he made it he, he you know well, he, yeah, he, he yeah. did make it i don't think he was struggling ever but um <laughs> the one thing about uh paxton is that he, he even in a film that isn't that great he's always one of the the rays yeah. of light in it absolutely um, terrible yeah. fucking film but he he was jeff tracy in thunderbirds and he yes, was, he was. the only right. good thing in it yes, he, <laughs> he was. really was yeah yeah um you know directed uh, by jonathan yeah. frakes yeah, yeah. And, yes. and his, uh, bloody um what do you call it when he was in um i oh, know fuck somebody else talk i'm 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 done well, no, well okay. he basically right up to the very end. I mean, he he did a lot of. He had his own TV show called Big Love for uh, uh, several years, and then obviously he had a, a starring role in the first season of um, Agents uh, uh, of Shield. That's but right, he also yeah. was doing strong character work right up to the end in films like Nightcrawler and uh, uh, Live Die Repeat, the Edge of Tomorrow film. Um, so and uh, t- uh, Two Guns as well. He played a magnificent bad guy in that. So uh, was working, we, we, we need to mention. True lies. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we do need to mention that. Yeah, ass like yeah. a ten-year-old boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, what a dude. Uh, she can yeah. suck stars, leaf blower. Yeah. I mean, my, my introduction to him. Obviously, I saw him in Terminator when that came out. I was thirteen when that came out. But that you know that is obviously and your sort of little cameo, but. My real kind of proper, proper introduction to him was um, was as Chet in Weird Science, and I'll always, <laughs> I'll always think of him with that crazy, that crazy flat top, and the, mm. you know, it's, it's <laughs> just, he just steals that movie every scene he's in. Well, yeah, I, I'm not going to earn any any bonus points for originality, <laughs> but the first time I saw him was Aliens, obviously. And yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I me mean, too. That, that fucking line, man. You know, game yeah. over, man. I mean, that's just <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. just but it, ingrained into the into the zeitgeist of of yeah. everything. Why, yeah, and why don't we put but her it, in charge? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lot of those films that made me uh, rent out uh, a film that's in my top ten that he's in, and that's uh, Near Dark. <coughs> Near Dark. Yeah. Um, it was purely yeah. because his name was on the cast, and I was debating about because I wasn't a big horror film back at that point. I debated about it for weeks whether to rent it or not, but it was purely down to the fact that he was in it because I didn't know who uh, Jenny Wright was at that time or Adrian Pastor. Lance Henriksen, yes, of course, but I wasn't following Lance; I was following Bill. Mm. So um, yeah, uh, so I mean that w- w- was a, a, a game changer for me as a film fan. You know, seeing yeah. that film. Yeah. Me and you um, have a joint love of that on, on film. A Charles Randall. Oh yeah, I'm, well, I'm yeah. surprised you weren't fucking around to do the bloody podcast i had to do it with someone else <laughs> uh, well i'm surprised by that as well because before you did that podcast i posted a photograph of some vhs tapes i have and you were like brownie points for near dark because i have that Absolutely. on vhs and, and yeah and then and then you didn't do the pub with me but you know maybe it was before my time i don't know <laughs> but um yeah uh in, yeah. in terms of especially at that time as well when you had like desert like road trip movies that were kind of vampire based you know you, you when you had um uh the rodriguez one that tarantino wrote and um yeah. i think a few years later um vampires uh, uh, was that um craven did that did he uh, uh vampires was john uh carpenter, john carpenter yeah. that's right yeah, yeah. um <laughs> west craven did vampire in brooklyn <laughs> yes he did yeah yeah 
Um, and then you, you sort of look at well, those films, and, then, and then you good. watch Near Dark, and it's like, no, Near Dark. Fucking Here you amazing. go. Yeah, Sean, I did the Hitcher and Near Dark as a two-par. It was our hundred and seventeenth episode, and you started on one hundred and thirty-three the following spring. There we are. <clears throat> you are so. So, you, so yeah. it was before your time. It was. But you started on a good one. You started on Cipher. Uh, anyway, I think I gave that a two. What was the first three-way <laughs> we did? What was the first three-way? can't remember. Wasn't With, it uh, strange, strange Days? days yeah. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. Strange Days. Strange Absolutely. Days. Yeah. So, and, and obviously, oh, naturally, we didn't get around to doing Cameron because we'd covered most of his stuff mm. anyway. You know, I think the only things we didn't really talk about were, well, Titanic and True Lies mm-hmm. um, or Avatar. And, you know, who cares? Short, uh, sorry, Ben, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to s- just round off on, on Mr. Paxton. Yes. Um, I'm just looking at his filmography. I'm just like, man, okay, yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff I've forgotten that he was even in. Um, Slipstream. I was always a bit, a bit of an apologist oh. for Slipstream. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and again, that. got it purely because he was in it. Yeah, and Mark. <laughs> well, I, I love Mark Frailty, yeah. and I know that Stephen doesn't, and I think it's a great. I film. like Frailty. You told me you hated it. <laughs> when the fuck did I say that? What the McConaughey movie that fucking Paxton directed? I, I <laughs> wanted to do that as. A, I, <laughs> I wanted to do that as a film club, and you were like, no. Look, yeah, save yeah. the film club mentions for next week. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, here's, here's one person that week. nobody wanted to do, Woody Allen. Uh, uh, and I even watched, I even rewatched Sleeper, the film that I do like, and I think it's only half good now. The first half is brilliant; the second half fucking takes its time. You see, uh, you see, with, yeah, get, exactly. With with Woody Allen, it, it for me it would all it would be all about the you know bananas and Sleeper and the sort of stuff mm. that I watched as a kid. And and then I'd look at the filmography and I go, oh man, I've got to watch all this as well. I'm like, yeah, one a year, and he's like fucking ninety. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, fuck that. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we did talk about the idea of doing people that we can't stand. So how about it for the likes of uh, Brett Ratner or Michael Bay? Yeah, well, that might have been fun. Michael Bay, Michael Bay would have been fun and easy because I have think I have seen them all. Yeah. Yeah, but right. it does mean rewatching all fucking fifteen million hours of four Transformers movies. Oh god, I get mm. a fifth one this year. I know, <laughs> last one though apparently. Mm. What's his best film? I'll ask you that. Michael Bay. Yep. Um, my favorite of his is probably probably Bad Boys. No right. <laughs> I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that. I always have. But then I, I, but then I watched that. You know, I discovered that saw it blah 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 before I knew who the fuck he was anyway. So it was kind of it mm. did it didn't. You know, it wasn't like part of the whole yeah. thing. You know, it was so I, w- I was able to watch that film and enjoy it without any kind of sort of preconceived ideas of whether I liked the director or not. You know, Sean, are you still on Woody Allen? I was going for a piss. We're talking about what, what, what's piss. your favorite? Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite Michael Bay movie? Michael Bay. <laughs> what a fucking question that is jesus christ all right i think i need to say i mean michael bay gets a lot of hate and and deservedly so in in a lot of ways i love the term bay explosion right you know for you know um i'm gonna have to, i'm sorry i'm gonna have to fucking look his filmography up i mean i heard while, ben while you're fucking mumbling then for me ben oh, said rock. that it was bad boys for me the it's rock, the rock it? yeah well yeah. I, it, I, but nicholas cage annoys the living shit out of me in that movie well yeah but connery makes up for it 
Yeah, fair enough. And and, I, and, and, that, <laughs> and Michael and, Bean. And, and Winners film. go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> That's right. And that and that whole scene, my favourite scene in The Rock, right? That, my favourite scene is is the bit where the bloody great um, uh, cooling thing or like uh, you know uh, heat exchanger or whatever it is falls on that guy and he's twitching and and and, uh, and Cage is like, yeah, you've been around a lot of dead bodies. Is that normal? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I so love that so I I, I I love The Rock. I think it's a I think it's a, a good action film. It's it's a lot of fun. And Bad Boys is Bad Boys Two. It is is it was it two or one? No, oh. no, it's one for me. Not Bad Boys. Two. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, because I was I was worried there for a minute. Yeah, Bad Boys is a bit of fun. But for me, if I had to pick one, you know, I quite like the island. Bizarrely. Yeah, um, that is bizarre. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, it's it's a blockbuster. It's, it's forgettable, but um, I, I quite dug the idea of um, sort of clones made for um, body part replacement and you know organ replacement and stuff like that. Um, I think it's still <laughs> laughable. You know what, what? What? What fucking question is that, Michael Bay? <laughs> Well, we're talking about, uh, you know, directors that we don't like, because I did uh, a Paul Anderson podcast by myself just for a fucking joke to cheer myself well, no, up. I mean, I mean, you know, the thing with Michael Bay is he doesn't he doesn't try to be anything extra, you know what I mean? So, like, his existence doesn't bother me um, at all. Like, uh, um, McGee, for example, like, you know, Ugh, his, his, his fucking existence bothers me. Like, Michael Bay, yeah, he makes... Name bothers me. He makes uh, summer blockbusters, and he, and he, and he, and to be fair, he's a good filmmaker. He, it's just that his films aren't, you know, they're never going to go down in the, <laughs> in history as being that great, you know, but, you know, he, he knows how to do um, an action shot. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, you say yeah, good film. I'm not sure he is a good filmmaker. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure he's a good yeah. filmmaker. No, no, he, 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 I'll he, say he knows one. how he knows how to put a, put a dolly round a bunch of people and go round. <laughs> yeah, round, I mean, yeah, but that's round. such an obvious thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, the <laughs> camera flying around all over the place. I mean, that reminds me, right? <laughs> I I stuck. Um, I I watched. Uh, hold my hands up. I'm sorry. I watched a pirate copy or tried to watch a pirate copy of Assassin's Creed the other night. Because um, I'm familiar with the story from the game, and I couldn't, I got about a quarter of the way in before I turned it off. And whoever made that fucking film, <laughs> like he is from the Michael Bay school of filmmaking. Really, because, it's weird to say that because the film he did that before that was with Fassbender, and it was Macbeth. <laughs> well, you 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 put Assassin's Creed on, and then tell me, if, and then text me. At what yeah. point within seconds do you get motion sickness from watching I, it? I, I, because the camera doesn't stop fucking moving. I'll tell you one thing, mm. again, I think I know what it is also about Bad, Bad Boys, going back to that, that I, that I like it. And I was just looking at its budget. Its budget was $19 million. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to make a film for $19 million. You can't rely on fucking, you know, the craziness that, that comes later. That's right. You know, and I think he yeah. made a film with bad boys, you know, because that's, I thought yeah, that's why yeah. he was getting away with his camera moving and the funny angles because he was trying to cover up the cheap budget. Yeah. Um, and then he got a big budget, but he still relied on the same <laughs> fucking camera tricks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although I, although I, I, can, I can thank him for, for Megan Fox in slow motion running a lot. Oh, God's I mean, sake. I, all, right, all right. So how about Brett, yeah. Nat, Brett Ratner? Oh, <laughs> anybody, anybody like anything he did? Um, the Red Dragon remake was all right. Uh, yeah, it was okay. that's about it. <laughs> I suppose I enjoyed. I suppose as a, as a guilty admittance, I probably enjoyed Rush Hour when it came out. 
Um, I did, it's not dated very well. No, I haven't. I haven't watched it since. I have to say. I mean, I, th- I think I saw Rush Hour and Rush Hour Two at the flicks, and um, I I haven't watched them since. I don't own them. Um, so yeah, I can't. I'm can't, struggling can't vouch with, for them now. with Brett Ratner. I'm struggling to think of anything. Yeah, and and like. that's why we never did it because it's like, what the fuck is there to say? Honestly, I mean, I mean he destroyed um, the X Men franchise for a start. You know, for a little while he did. It, it came back and then it got destroyed again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, all right, a complete change of pace here. Um, Shakespeare movies. I was thinking about doing at one point, but obviously there's so goddamn many mm. uh, in the last well hundred years. I guess it's like where where do you start? Mm. What what do you fixate on? Do you just do Branner ones? Do you just do ones by certain directors? Do you, or do you just pick a sort of time period? Or do you go? Do you pick a play and go and talk about adaptations? Have you guys seen many uh, Shakespeare ad- adaptations? I've I've seen a few, but it's not really. Um, you know, Something... I, I, I want to be very careful and like I don't want to say like no, it's all shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I you know, like most, like all of us, I think you know, I I, I had to study um, Shakespeare in 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 secondary school in um, GCSE level. And uh, mm. we, I think what was the one we did? It was the forest one with the fucking. I forgot the name of it now. With the tr- with the fucking fairies in the forest. Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, uh, Midsummer, Midsummer Night's Dream. Dream. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And and I watched the um, the film that was made of that at the time because I had to. But you know, it pains me to admit. But when I was because I was such a Trek fan, obviously, uh, you know, that's mm. how I got into Patrick Stewart. And I watched I watched a few things he did, and I saw a play <laughs> as well. I actually went and saw a play with him in it. Um, but no, I'm going to be terribly uncouth and say, you know, I kind of liked... Um, was it Baz Luhrmann who did uh, Romeo and Juliet? Yes, yeah. get the fuck off my podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of liked that film. I enjoyed it, you know. Fuck off. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah, you kind of suck all the romance out when you you start uh, replacing daggers with guns, and she blows her head off at the end. Mm. Well, I, th- I think I think I think the thing that's important to pull from that story is the fact that that he was able to set it in a modern world, although it was retardedly yeah, overly stylized. It, yeah, it had its its clear. Hey, and it had a huge cultural impact when it came out. So, and it got Leo the job on fucking titanic i'm sure um but yeah fine you know it did its thing i mean me it's more the classic i mean i like the idea that you can reinterpret it in many many different ways with different types of cast you can change the sexes around you can put it in any time period and and branner looking at his he set each of his in a different time period um and his hamlet is i think to date the only one that did the full text it's like it's four hours long and it is actually really fucking good uh, and brilliant to look at. But the hilarious thing about his Hamlet is that, although it's full text, it's uncut, right? <laughs> Kenneth Branagh got an Oscar nomination for adapted screenplay. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like, huh? <laughs> Isn't it just the play? <laughs> well, no, he still took a, a play. Yeah, he, yeah, and he and said it in, it in a different it. time, yeah, yeah. but the, uh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, as mine as remembers. If, if Ben <laughs> has anything to say about Shakespeare, because I've got something to say connected. Well, I have lots to say about Shakespeare. I think all I would would say is that I think you, in order to do anything along those lines, you'd probably have to get very very specific, or you you just you just get lost in a sort of labyrinth of 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 you know just a ton yeah. of adaptations and even even and even stuff that is kind of 
you know, completely, um, you know, I mean, uh, I'm thinking of things like um, Taming of the Shrew and things like that, where you have um, you have films that exist that 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 are have completely different titles, but they are basically remakes, rehashes of these Shakespearean stories, you know, and things like that. And 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 you just, I think, I think you'd have to get really specific. I mean, one of the things that I used to watch as a kid was the the the, the Playhouse. Yeah, the, is it was it the BBC who did um, Playhouse series or whatever it was called? Um, I can't remember, but anyway, they so so you used to get these, you know, Macbeths and Richard the Thirds and King Lears and all these sort of things with, with the various sort of thesps of the day doing these BBC, you know, productions, and they were low budget and everything, but but they were I remember them being pretty good, you know, and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I was uh, g- going to sort of propose doing uh, one just based on the work that Kenneth Brown has done because he's directed so many, but he's also acted just in a couple. Like he did a terrific uh, Iago opposite uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne's um, uh, Othello, which was really good in mm-hmm. the '90s. But then I, I thought, well, that, fuck yeah. that. Maybe we should just pick a couple and do them as uh, film club episodes, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is kind of a, a spin-off done by Tom Stoppard, uh, and then maybe picking one of those Branner ones to do or something like that. Or even uh, Ben, you remember you and I did the Peter Greenaway movie? Um, oh fuck! Uh, oh, what was it called? Baby that of, weird one. Baby of Macon. Thank you, the Baby of yeah, Macon. Yeah, right. he yeah. did uh, again a very similar stylistic kind of film called Prospero's Books, which was John Gilgood, and it was basically The Tempest. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, again, just never got around to it. Mm. Sorry, Sean. What were you going to say? Um, no, it was a segue. To be honest with you, so I, um, I, I was interested in listening to what you guys had to say about Shakespeare, because like I said, it's. Not really something I'm interested in, but in terms of sort of like classic um, narrative ideas or, or filmed versions of, say, legend and mythology and stuff like that, I, I might have been interested in sort of things like Robin Hood and, and King Arthur and films that involve those mm. kinds of ideas. Um, although, yeah. again, the, the, the actual reality of actually watching all of those because they span the entire age of cinema. Yeah, yeah and it's um, like, I mean, yeah, and, and things like Hammer films come to mind yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. Of course, um, yeah. I was also thinking, I mean, you know, we, 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 one of the, I, will, I know the film club's thing is for another episode, but, um, yeah. but, you know, one of the films that we were going to do was Night of the Hunter, and that kind of reminded me of. You know, when, oh, when when you think of Burt yeah. Lancaster and people like that, that again, some of these guys, I'd love to do uh, get more in depth on their filmographies, but of course, a lot of that sort of those guys in the old sort of studio system, these guys made a fuck ton of movies. You know, God, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you go, yeah, let's do let's do Kirk Douglas, and then you look at how many films you've seen, it, like, um, okay. when you're talking <laughs> when you're talking about actors and performances, and yeah, stuff like that. yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, when you mentioned, uh, did you mention? Uh, um, uh, Karen Costner? No, no. Right at the beginning, Ben, <laughs> when you talked about um, when you talked about uh, special effects, you mentioned uh, mm. Housen, Harry, uh, Ray Harryhausen, uh, Harry Harry yeah, Housen. yeah, and uh, and that made me think of like the Odyssey based films, you know, um, with the fucking skeletons and everything. Yeah, yeah, Jason the Argonauts and all that. Yeah, stuff. that's yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck has happened to my brain again. <laughs> yeah, and the Clash uh, of the, the Titans, Clash of the Titans, and the you know the Golden Fucking Fleece and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, there's there's some magic there. And yeah, and we we never did. Uh, we also never did like um, 
Ben Hur and you know, Sp- uh, Spartacus and all this kind of business, you know, yeah. um, which which kind of would have been nice. Vikings, but, yeah, Vikings. No, Spartacus, we could have done if we'd gotten round to Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. but yeah, already. But again, like again, each of these, you just sort of say, well, you we should have just plucked that film out and done it as a as a film club. Yeah, um, <clears throat> we got an interesting. I, w- I will reel off the entire list of film club episodes we've done when we do that episode, mm-hmm. uh, just to see sort of how it looks. I think there's only one on there to this day that should never have been recorded uh, and that was Showgirls <laughs> um, yeah but um, yeah but I, I, I had to humour no, my but, co-host no, but Verhoeven gets gets a free card because uh, of Robocop and because of you know and Total uh, Recall Total Recall exactly a bit of Starship Troopers Starship Troopers, Troopers is I wonder awesome, what Starship yeah. Troopers is like these days I wonder if that holds up oh, I haven't seen it in ages I, I, I watched it fairly yeah, recently yeah, and me I, too I yeah. was okay I was okay no, I yeah. love it yeah, yeah. Right. do you want yeah, to know more excellent. it's got all the satire <laughs> of, um, it's got all the satire of, uh, of Americanism uh, that Robocop does it's, it's good Good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, screen adaptations, I mean, st- sticking with literature, I thought, oh, that would be a good excuse to pick certain films, like, you know, make a list of a few films that you lo- love to uh, talk about, uh, uh, screen ad- adaptations. But again, I ended up going the the film club route with some of them. The one, the more, most recent one I did was uh, Catch-22, uh, mm-hmm. adaptation of a film that, uh, sorry, adaptation of a book, mm-hmm. pardon me, that I really like. Um, but I always wanted to do things like uh, Wuthering Heights, which is st- probably still my favourite book. There was uh, an adaptation with Ray really? Fiennes and Juliet Binoche which I thought was terrific mm-hmm. um, never got around to that but again that would have ended up being a, a film club instead of a, a screen adaptations podcast any any books made into films that you thought you, you might have been able to sort of cobble together in a conversation well we've 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 discussed a couple when we did uh, Fincher we discussed Fight Club and stuff like that and uh, yeah but but to be honest with you I'm I'm squarely in the in the camp of as tragic as it and and as fucking obvious as it sounds, the book is always generally better. I, I think every time it isn't, I've mentioned it, and the only two I can think of are Fight Club and um, American Psycho that we've talked mm-hmm. about on the pod. You, hang on, yeah. what, what are you saying about American Psycho? That you think the well, film's I th- better? I, th- I think the film's better than the book. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy talk. It's not the the fucking Brett Easton Ellis is 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 basically like you know like I'm going to describe the entire scene for you and it's going to span two pages yeah and you're going to think it's really clever. Well, the thing that, yeah, well, the thing is the thing is I, I, all I say about that is that the that that, it was. that that book that book moved my brain into a, a strange place you know for a while. Um, it was the craziest thing I'd ever read, and and the film was by contrast just a, a, a crushing disappointment even though i enjo- enjoyed it i i just felt that it it was not able to deliver on what the book delivered so then you know you know you know how much i i regard you you know how much i think of you as a as a as an intellectual person right the fact that you don't you want just to know what his, i his think of it. the fact that you just said that the most the, 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 the most the craziest thing you've ever read is american psycho that makes at the me time, go, no. Oh, as a as a twenty a year old at college, <laughs> okay, that's like okay. when I read when I read. <clears throat> you know, Michael Caine made a film in the late sixties, I believe. Uh, it's an adaptation of a book that I didn't read, and I haven't read the whole book. I only got about a fifth of the way in. I actually put it down because it was the most mind numbingly boring ass fucking book that I've ever <laughs> attempted to read, and it was my attempt to get back into reading books. 
and it completely just squashed that idea. It just completely put me off wanting to read fiction every... Because all I do is, is read anyway. My day job, we're doing all this. So I wanted yeah, to try true, and get yeah. back into reading fiction. And this book was uh, suggested to me by who, Sean? <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, I switched off for a moment there. You're not going to mention the Magus, are you? Oh, that's the one. Yep. Stay away from that, because it's fucking awful you see and it wasn't a, going it surprised it, me that you don't like it because you 100 pages into this 500 page book and it was going fucking nowhere don't Ugh. tell me you watched the film no i didn't watch the yeah, goddamn I film say, don't I, watch the I, I looked up film, the rest of, i had to look up the rest of the story online just to fucking satisfy my curiosity no, and i was like to, really no, is to, that fucking no, you need it to get the fuck it. out of here no, yeah. i am not reading it i can't uh, believe uh, you said, uh, that was your anyway, recommendation gentlemen gentlemen <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's just move on from this audio booking it all the way these days <laughs> I, I i think book adaptations might have been an interesting thing to try and mold a uh, a show around for sure for sure i mean i i'd probably center on if it was me i'd probably center on on sort of quite you know classic sci-fi classic horror that sort of stuff that, that you know yeah um, i'm the same let me ask you this of of the two of you <laughs> are you fucking stephen king fans it, uh, uh, as novels i have never read a stephen king novel i've only read short stories there's there's a there's yeah. a there's yeah. a belligerence in that question that, that that makes me like immediately know what you think i mean i mean I, you know yeah i mean do you know what do you know what stephen king can set up a premise and he cannot finish it that's my problem. Yeah, with him. yeah, I agree with that whole. He, he can't end really the fucking story. Yeah. Every book uh, of his I've ever bothered to read, I've been like, you know, two thirds in. I'm like, yeah, okay. So we've set up a, an interesting thing here, and then he just fucks it up. And so. and since we're a film based podcast here, and we're mm-hmm. talking about adaptations at the moment, yeah. Um, Stephen King. I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, it is better than the book. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption expands beyond the universe on the short story <laughs> and is great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the same with The Green Mile. Um, the Mist. The Mist. Fuck me, what a fucking great film that is. <laughs> it's about the early Stephen King film we've actually covered on the podcast, yeah, you yeah, and I. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, ben, ben is kind of right. You know, if you're talking about sort of adaptation to film, it, you, there are some books that really should never be adapted because the the medium doesn't translate do you know what i mean mm. but mm. but you see we could you, we could also sort of folk you know in that in terms of adaptation you'd also have to kind of mention or focus that you know when, when these when the film ends up being really nothing like the book in terms of it's not even just a you know mm. i mean one of the things that always kind of drove me bananas about things like i am legend you know and stuff like that was is that it's not even the same story you know it's kind of it really it, 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 it's really crazy you know like you sort of think why didn't they make the film the story that that the book you know or, or mm-hmm. another great example um you know when uh, weirdly another will smith film um iRobot I when they did iRobot it's like they wrote their own movie and it's like well why didn't you actually adapt any of the fucking Asimov stories you know, why, why weren't any of them good enough for your fucking film it's like what's the point you know well with um, with iRobot it didn't bother me so much because of the Outer Limits episode with um, Leonard Nimoy that had already been done in the 90s that kind of did do it right <coughs> kind of did it right um, 
<laughs> and some episodes of Star Trek. But no, no, yeah. you're actually right. It's like, um... <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I robot. Just to answer Ben's question, that's what happens when Akiva Goldsman comes on board to adapt, uh, uh, do an adaptation of something. The yeah. same guy that fucking screwed up the second half of the Batman movies in the nineties, yeah, okay. and and Lost in Space. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, he did a couple of good Grisham adaptations. That was it. Yes, and he's still fucking working today. God damn it. <laughs> Damn Brian movies. <laughs> Sorry, can Sean? I, can I momentarily pull us off of directors and uh, narrative story choices and uh, go back to what Ben was saying about um, uh, uh, effects guys? Don't want to go back. I want to go forward. Yeah, we're going forward. I'm segueing Well, what did you forward. forget to say then? You're segueing oh, you back to the beginning. fucking wanker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have loved to have done, and and it, it it got started to be done in written form on the film work uh, podcast about action heroes, um, and, and then I mean, started yeah. we did like a good fucking fifty of them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but all all written, right? We yeah. never did. We never did a pod about great villains, great great action heroes, great um, uh, moments. Ben and... Ben Pegley, I believe, got his start doing that with me. We did a Stallone podcast. We did. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, no, no, beg your pardon. We did a Schwarzenegger, did Schwarzenegger. podcast. Yeah. Then we did Stallone. Uh, there was also a Statham one, a Willis one, um, a Van Damme one with and other co-hosts. These were all pods. Pods, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Really, really, really early ones. Yeah. We're talking about you know, like episode fifteen. Well, in that on, case, I, I can I can tell you, Ben Pegley did Schwarzenegger with me, and that was episode twenty-one. In that and case, 20... brilliant villains. Then, <clears throat> okay. Or, yes, or, villains. or best villains, yeah. And I'm not yeah. talking. I, it, it can't be like aliens from Alien, like where it's monsters. It has to be right. personified villains. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. But we, we, we did mention this a little bit when we talked about the likes of Hans Gruber and the Kurgan yes. being up there. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. my thoughts on the Kurgan. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. What yeah, about you, no, Mr. Good. Pegley? A lot of thinking. Well, what, what about me, sir? Well, which, well, which, well, which, well I mean, villain, I mean it's, it's, it's a broad one, isn't it? Because it's like you've got your, you know, satanically evil villains like the Kurgan mm. and, and Darth Vader and stuff like that. Um, and Pinhead. And then you end Pinhead. And then you've got your villains. And the devil. You can, yeah. Uh, um, fucking, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Legend, right? Yeah, <laughs> and De Niro and Angel and Heart. De, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah. <laughs> but then you've got your villains where where I'm a fan of man. The story's so well written that um, you kind of relate to them in such a way, like their their um, their motivation is is uh, almost like empathic, and yet the way they go about things is not so great. So like, yeah. yeah, I saw a good example of that recently. Well, I say good example, but they were trying for that, and that was a Jamie Fox meets Gerard Butler thriller called uh, Law Abiding Citizen, where oh, yeah. Gerard Butler's wife and daughter were murdered in front of him, and the guy that did it got away with it. So um, Gerard Butler's character comes back 10 years later to murder the guy that did it, but also take it out on a legal system. So he's basically going up against the legal system um, violently uh, for what they did wrong, but for not putting the person you know, you know, know, in jail in the first place. It's a, it's an interesting conflict. The film was a bit all over the shop, but it was, sounds, it was odd. Sounds a bit Star Court. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Gerard Butler's, you know, standard air for fucking gobstopper well, in his bloody mm, mouth. You usual. know, the saying, yeah. the saying that the villain is always the most interesting character in a film is, doesn't exist for no 
reason you know what i mean like heroes are just like yes i'm just good well this is why <laughs> this is why so many films um in more recent years have 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 painted or have have kind of cultivated their heroes as anti-heroes or or their heroes as more as more flawed and fractured you know that's why i i suppose that's why people keep coming back to batman all the time yes or if it's a bruce or if it's a bruce willis movie in the 90s or early 2000s someone where something bad happens to them in the opening act yeah Yeah. (laughs) you say that ben but that sensibility is actually a very 70s thing as well that's why you had like taxi driver and stuff like that. The an- the the idea of the anti-hero is is actually much older than you're suggesting. Well, no, I wasn't suggesting that it was it was a new thing. What I was suggesting, mm. what I was saying was that this is why that that when you have uh you know any kind of hero in movies these days, they're very very seldom your your kind of Dudley Do Right type. Yeah. Uh, thing and this is you know this is why you can't do Superman like that anymore. You know, you can't. Oh, but you yeah. can. That's why we have Captain America. Well, yeah, well, you see, this is the thing. That's I was just about to say that that is, you know, the the way that Marvel have have handled Captain America is probably the best example of some of a, of a character that can be, you know, extremely Dudley Do Right and and all the rest of it. But they've managed to kind of they've they've managed to. It has a sell-by date, though, doesn't it? Because, you know, there hasn't been any character development in him across, what, four or five films? What are you talking about? I don't know know about that. But anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, anyway. uh, I don't know about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, but villains, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I was talking to someone, I don't know who it was, Probably it might have even been the podcast when we were doing Gilliam, but you know we mentioned um, Jack Lint, you know Michael Palin's character in Brazil, you know in terms of uh-huh. being being so you know incredibly villainous, but in this in a sort of you know in such a kind of different way from your sort of cackling hooded claw type, you know. Um, All right, so so non cerebrally, um, mm-hmm. just out there, I'm fucking evil. List a couple for me. I'm interested. <laughs> Guessing Darth Vader's going to be up there for it. Yeah, him. I think so. No, I don't. I don't really. No, like I, 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 fi- oh! I find I find it difficult to. I find I would find it difficult to put Darth Vader on the list, but only, simply because of the fact that the character has a redemption arc. You know. Yeah. Um, I think the you Joker. You, everyone likes listing the Joker these days. Well, don't yeah, they? of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but Ben. Um, the the arc of Darth Vader. You, when you say that, you're only talking about the original trilogy of films because of what happens in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Because Darth Vader is like he's like the atypical. He's like the Kurgan is to me. You know what I mean? Well, if, I mean, you know, the villain in the you know the villain in Star Wars is is the Emperor, not really Darth Vader. You know, Darth Vader is a tool of you know, and and like I said, has a redemption arc. So you know, I, I can't put him on that list, even yeah. though uh, he yeah, fair yeah, play, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, you you Kurgan, yeah, he's awesome. And yet, your Hans Gruber <laughs> is another one, I think. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. He was just money grubbing. It's all about the money. But uh, yeah, Sean, you base a lot of your uh, choices on performance by actor. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Is no, that is I, that I, is that actually here goes? Here's a quick question. Then, how about because um, now that we're mentioning Highlander, you you could do a podcast on 
films that have got the most impressive strap line on the poster because that's got to be one of the best ever. <laughs> there can be only one. Mm. You know, I mean, alternatively, what were they going to put on that poster? Yeah, don't I mean, you hate it when people take head and never give it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's loads. Of, well, there, maybe there isn't loads, but yeah, like in space, no one can hear you scream is is amazing. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to, but to, it, does, it doesn't tie into the film what, at all. I, I, I've suddenly remembered the strap line for Extro. Do you remember Extro? Oh yeah, yeah. It came out the same year as ET, and it, and the strap line was not all extraterrestrials are friendly. <laughs> oh my god shit yeah. film though oh my god shit right so it's, it's amazing yeah. like actually the alien series had pretty good ones i mean this time it's war stood out when it when it when it came along it, mm-hmm. it, it informed you right away that you know all hell was going to break loose mm-hmm. and then the third one's got the bitches back <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, can't remember if they, I can't remember if the fourth one had uh, a strap line or not it was probably don't watch this Tagline. film. It's going <laughs> to yeah. kill everything for you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alien Four. Why is uh, Winona Ryder in this film? <laughs> have you have you watched have you watched the the special features on on the um, the quadrilogy the special box set thing that yeah. has the fourth one in it? And yeah. you see you see um, Jean Genet talking about. Um, making the film and literally he's just so fr- i love it he's so french he's like i didn't even want to be making this film like hollywood called me <laughs> and, and and they you know they liked what i'd done and like i was busy i was already i was writing this other film that i was working on and yeah. i think it was amelie it's like i didn't want to do this but they offered me some good money so i, I went along and did it and he's he literally he's like you know so i That's sat very, down very with honest. my yeah, yeah, I sat down with my guys, you know, and we watched some some action sci-fi films and we timed how long it took between action set pieces. And then we just made a film that did that. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, when you watch it, it's like, yeah, it's it's as an action film standalone, it is entertaining. It does every it does all the beats, but as an alien film, it's like, oh my god, you've just killed the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Oh Indeed. Uh, one last director I wanted to uh, throw out there that I thought, oh, that might be a, a bit of a chuckle, but I would never bothered to mention it was uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh yeah, because um, oh, yeah. he's because uh, it, 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 it's short enough for people to have like rewatched or seen stuff for the first time. I think the only film of his I still haven't seen is the one he did with Madonna, uh, Swept Away, which is apparently fucking awful. Mm. But uh, I watched all the rest literally not that long ago, and uh, Snatch in particular stands up really well. It's a great film. Um, great. And I showed the missus because she loves that um, lock stock, and uh, she got on with that quite well. It's a bit grainy looking, but yeah. And then uh, Rock and Roller. Uh, less so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, less so. It's like a lesser cousin of those two. Um, and mm. at the end, it like teases a sequel, which never fucking happened. Yeah, uh, I think Snatch was the sort of zenith in in terms of his for, for me. Anyway, mm. I think I, I've never really, you know, I've never really kind of been that moved by anything since then. Uh, Don't mind his uh, Sherlock Holmes movies. I think they're, they're they're good enough fun. But yeah, but he's got his own little stylistic. Uh, sort of things especially with, with, with grainy slow motion yeah. but um yeah fine yeah talking yeah. talking about um when we were just mentioning uh alien resurrection there it, it's another thing just slightly just popped into med and that and that is and it kind of calls back to when we were talking about bill paxton and that you know you said uh, Stephen, and we've, mm-hmm. we've said a couple a number of times when we've been doing these podcasts that you know sometimes you see a film especially when you're young and you see mm-hmm. an actor 
uh and you and you and something about his performance kind of you know makes you want to sort of seek him out and 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 or her out and and kind of see other films yeah. that they've done in and, and and all of a sudden you sort of begin sort of following their careers and stuff and 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 you sort of wish success on them and all the rest of it and um and that ha- I quite like that when that happens to sort of people you see on daytime television as well, you know, and that, that sort of thing, you know, so people who sort of make the... Make <laughs> well, like the... Mike from Neighbours. Yeah, Mike from <laughs> Neighbours, right? But but yeah. what what occurred to me um, uh, just now was, was you know, when we were talking about Alien Resurrection, was, was the, 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 the actors that you sort of, that you really dig, but they never really quite make it, but they do a lot of supporting roles in a lot of films. And I was thinking mm. of Michael Wincott. And people like that. Oh, uh, you know, he uh, he's got a, a really short filmography, but most things he's been in are exceptional, mm. or he has been exceptional in them. Even yeah. doing like villain roles, you know, he started off doing villain roles in the likes of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. He was he was funny in that, in the and then he did a sort of uh, the the Three Musketeers, and then the Crow um, did uh, one of those uh, J- uh, Alex Cross movies as a villain as well. Mm. Yeah, he's he's done some stellar stuff. He was. Even he was even in the fucking doors in a weird role. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah, I've yeah, still yeah. not seen the Westworld TV series, which he's in, isn't he? he nope, he's not he, in that. He, but he is, is good. He is. Oh in, fuck! No, you're right. No, so yeah. you're right. Yep, he's yeah. in two fucking episodes, and he's yeah. very good. He's very good. Uh, the the way that he moves. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's uh, cr- criminally underused, but but. Uh, mm. Only in, but only in, but only because it's Michael Wincott, and you want to see him do more stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's a few guys like that. I mean, I mean, we, you know, uh, I can't think of anyone at the moment. But but you know, we've. Got, well, I mean, Ron Perlman from yeah, uh, the Perlman. same Alien movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Sizemore. I sort of wish that on, and there's sort of like because uh, I saw him in the Stallone movie Lock Up. Well, um, uh, as and, a sort of he, jolly sidekick. Yeah, and he, of course, he was mm. in um, uh, the. the God, the first one that we did, Strange Days. Um, yeah. But but I think we were kind of... Yeah, I remember we spoke about him at the time, thinking that because his mm. career sort of imploded, didn't it, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah. But, I mean, J- uh, James Remar, another one. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely like that. Remar. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then there's there's actors that you you don't necessarily follow, but you just happen to see and everything, and yeah. then suddenly they become. I mean, uh, uh, the guy that got the supporting actor of the other year um, from Whiplash, uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh yes. I never followed yeah. him, but he was yeah. in a lot of things that you saw. Richard Jenkins as well has become he's a good well, name. I, 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 he was I, I tell you what, with yeah. Simmons though, you see, when we were talking, uh, when we did the three, was it the three hundredth episode where we did the um, uh, did the Oscar things? You know, every year of the uh, yes, mm. that's right, right. Yep. So, so, yep. so, whatever year it was that Juno got mentioned, and I was, <laughs> I was a defender of Juno, and everyone else was like, "Fucking Juno." Well, yeah, fuck a Juno. big part of that was, was Simmons. <laughs> he was, he was great in that. Yeah, you know who wasn't great in that? Her big head. Yeah, Yeah, I mean Simmons in Simmons in the in the Spider Man films was he was fucking great. Oh god, they haven't aged very well. Those no, they haven't. No, no, he's terrific. I'm just I'm just thinking of that scene where he asks for a raise. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) raise. Uh, He is good. Yeah, so good. Anyway, God, yeah. yeah, Juno, Michael, bloody Sarah. The only thing that I've, I've liked him in was uh, "This Is the End" when he's making fun of himself as a fucking c- complete coke addict. Have, have you guys seen that one? Um, nope. No? I thought you liked oh. um, uh, the thingy 
It always reminds me of Sean that film because of Danny McBride's performance. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one? Um, is it Scott Pilgrim or something? Or oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that, I, 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 I liked it, but I, I never want to watch it. It's, no, it's, I, don't. I don't know. There's something about that. There you go. The Cornetto trilogy. Did you? Did you guys like uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End? Not as much as seemingly everyone else in the yeah, world does. Me, me, me yeah, yeah, I I liked the last one, um, but I didn't necessarily like the first two. Um, um, but I, so I thought it might have been an interesting the podcast having people talk of, about was it. Was that part of that list, The World's End? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was the last yeah. one I did. Not This Is yeah, The End, which is the Seth Rogen and all that lot. The, the World's, World's End, End is interesting for me lot. to watch because that was all filmed where I now live. So I recognise right. the, um, the locale. But yeah. um, but no, like yeah, they're good films. But like you know, you go on crack dot com or whatever, or or you know, you're searching for some uh, trivia about a film, and you've got all these yanks like raving about Shaun of the Dead, and it's like yeah, it's funny. It's like it's it's you know, it's fucking you know, it's it's uh, it's the guy from Spaced. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, a lot yeah. of British uh, film industry people will still rave about it as well, either <sighs> because they fucking worked in it as an extra or just because they think they've got cred by saying it's great. I got into a great argument with uh, um, uh, a girl who works, who works or worked, I don't know, for a Total Film at an after party at a film festival. And I, uh, and she was going on about shit. And I thought, right, I'm going to test her because she's, cause she's uh, quite a strong feminist with her ideas. So I asked her what she thought of Shaun of the Dead. And then laid the bomb on her that the ending of it is sexist. And she didn't want to fucking know. She didn't want to hear. She was like, oh, I just don't care. I like it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. People will abandon their morals. <laughs> the thing that annoyed yeah. me about Shaun of the Dead, right, was was that, you know, not about the film itself, but about the people's reaction to it, was, was you, you, I, I would love to know um, what the ratio actually sort of is of people who love that movie and say shit like, oh, it's the best zombie movie and all that crap that they say, who mm-hmm. are, 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 have, you know, who have never watched any Romero, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, okay, you know, you need to base this on having seen a lot of other films. Cause this film is all about that. And I, you know, and I feel that there's a, probably a lot of people who haven't done that. You know, no, there's a lot of people that like that movie that. because Nick Frost holds up a sign that says "shit off." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, I liked it, but I just like I said, like Sean said when we first started talking about. It, I, I, I've never yep. quite understood the level of, you know, it's, yep. like, it's like the exact same, the like exact same spring. <laughs> the exact same spring, I saw Shaun of the Dead and walked out pissed off, didn't like it. And I also went in and saw very close to that the remake of Dawn of the Dead and came out very fucking happy. Yeah, I like I liked the yep. remake, but but I you know it, I did like the remake. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Also, oh, back when Zack Snyder was good, which, which brings <laughs> Snyder into the question, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually watched Sucker Punch a while ago because I thought I better watch it because I want to see how bad it is, and I, I turned it off. You see, I turned it off. I couldn't I th- make it. I think I'm the biggest <laughs> apologist for Snyder out of the entire three of us. Um, yes. and no I don't think he should ever go anywhere near a fucking script and that's why we have Sucker Punch <laughs> but does the man know how to visually narrate a scene yes he fucking does he's fucking amazing Watchmen is amazing and I'm yeah, a comic at- fan you know what I mean 
I'm just going to direct people to our 300 podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything I have to say about his visual style is in that. All fucking, all well, the slow motion. He was, you know, we were talking about Michael Bay earlier. He's from, he, he was fucking schoolmates with the guy, wasn't he? They yeah, went to the same film, film school. Fucking, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and he, Snyder, yeah. No, I mean, he knows how to do a do Fuck a up scene. the DC universe. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, he knows how to. No, he's going. He's going for the. the, I think the fault for the triple this year. I think the fault with that lies with whoever wrote the fucking script, not him. He's not a script guy, and Mm. the the only time he's done a script, which was Sucker Punch. What what does my head in is that when they decided to go right, let's do Man of Steel and move forward from there. We're going to redo all this after uh, Nolan had finished. But they said, Nolan, will you come on board to uh, Godfather this? And we want you to pick the director. And there was like six names in the hat. Snyder was in there. So apparently it's Nolan's fucking fault that we got Snyder mm. in. Um, part of me makes... Part of me wants to think that that was Nolan going. Hey, I'm going to fuck them over. I'm, I'm still not. I'm <laughs> still not. Guy. I'm still not going to hate on Snyder. I'm sorry. Like, no, it's not right for him. He, sh- but if he has a good script and if he has a good All team right. behind him, I think he shoots a good film. Fucking um, hobo, I, I, Superman, multi-murdering Batman. Can't wait to see what he makes of fucking. The Wonder Woman and the Flash and Aquaman later yeah, this year. But you're contradicting and, yourself, and Stephen, because me and, me, and you have both been, me and you have both <laughs> been anti-Ben about Batman killing. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so where does that leave right. us, fellas? Exactly. Let's. Any, any. I've literally thrown all of my uh, little suggestions uh, in for uh, either directors or uh, theme-based uh, podcasts. You guys got anything left? I think. I think we've. I think we've I think pretty we, much. Yeah, yeah that's a, a whole range bit, of stuff that you, you can just all imagine that we would have been arguing and shouting and <laughs> being completely out of sync with each other on on you know over the next couple of years, which will won't do <laughs> but uh just to bring it back again to to finish us off then uh we are going to be back next week for one more uh which will be all the film club uh episodes that you know we would have quite liked to have done we've, we've dropped a few names here on, on this uh show but we'll get more into detail about that next time for our last show together ever oh. episode 310 oh. yeah but as Ben and Sean have intimated, which I still don't fucking believe, maybe in the future at some point they will actually do that um, Cronenberg show. Um, you can only hope. It's just a matter of, it's a matter of honour now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bill's quick capsule review. Piece of shit.